Hello there, good people. Welcome to Janelle DiMaggio Inside Las Vegas. I welcome all you beautiful listeners with love and Thank you so much for joining me. I am super excited about this episode for a couple different reasons. Today, I am one week clean from smoking weed. And in less than 20 days, it's my 35th birthday, as well as the 20th anniversary of my relationship with marijuana. I don't have a set goal for the amount of time I'm trying to detox, and my reasonings for quitting are mainly focused around you, all my listeners. I'm here to take this podcast seriously, and I want to be able to deliver it to you with my truest efforts and utmost energy. (laughs) You see, the thing is, is I'm the kind of stoner girl where I like to do everything high. Like, hey man... You ever watched The Office on Netflix? But have you ever watched The Office on Weed? (laughs) Half-baked reference, FYI, great movie to get high and watch. Yes, yes, I like to smoke before I do everything. Like, I would just rip the bong before I'd go on a long run or before I'd had to do the dishes or go to the grocery store or fold the laundry. Well, you get the point. And... Recreational marijuana is legal here in Nevada, as it is 10 other states in the USA, causing a rise in popularity and potency. Yum. Which makes it so easy to do and fun. And now there's like all these fancy ways to smoke it or eat it or vape it. It's just hard not to do when you love it so much. Not only is it accepted by mainstream media and Everyone is open about doing it now, but you really can't go anywhere in Las Vegas without smelling it or catching someone doing it. It's the normality here, and it's a great social tool for talking and meeting with people without having to consume alcohol. Every time I go to an open mic for stand-up comedy, there's always a small circle of us outside getting our fix in while sharing our banter. I for sure think that marijuana has a huge role in community and bringing people together. I'm definitely looking forward to a progressive thinking future that will include more weed lounges with no cigarettes or alcohol. Nothing like that exists in Las Vegas yet. I've even took it upon myself to have an event at my own house where the marijuana community could come together and vibe. It was actually a great turnout with at least 200 attendees, live music, live art, food, and hangout spaces. Special shout out to Moz Vegas and For the Culture for helping out with that event. It was definitely a high time. My passion and love for weed all started the very first time I tried it. It all began at the end of eighth grade for me. Most of my friends were already avid users, but I was pretty set on never using drugs. At the time, I lived in a tiny town called Gibbon, Nebraska. The school bell had just released us for summer break. 
After trashing the hallways, a few friends of mine, we jumped in my homegirl's car and I was in the back seat. And not only did we feel good because school was out, but it just so happened to be my 15th birthday. My friends were so excited to do something with me because my mom had already set us up to move back to my hometown 15 minutes away the very next day. And I didn't know when I was going to get to see my friends again. I looked up and I saw my homie holding up a fat joint. I turned to all my friends and I said, no way, you guys. You know I don't do drugs. But the peer pressure was real. Given the fact that it was my birthday and we we're all together and I was moving away, I let them talk me into trying it. They were so excited. I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. So... I was listening to all of them trying to coach me on what to do. And after I breathed out a huge cloud of smoke, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I got so high, you guys. I was crying laugh tears. I remember I had one of my friend's toss pillows she made in home ec in my lap. I was like laughing and crying so hard that I like face planted into that pillow and she had buttons that were sewn on the top I'm pretty sure I had like button imprints on my face I could not stop laughing and I just wanted to hide I just like remember looking up at my friends and then being like why is my mouth so dry they were like oh crap we need to go get her something to drink so We went to a gas station and while one of my friends was getting me something to drink, I looked at the other two and I was just like, are we floating? Like, I really felt like the whole car was levitating. I'll never forget one of my friends looking back at me and just being like, Janelle, you make it fun to get high again as we all just kind of laugh together. At that moment, I was a little puzzled. I didn't understand how it could not be fun to smoke weed. Not with what I was experiencing. I've heard of people say that the first time they smoked weed, they didn't get high. That definitely was not my experience at all. I can honestly say that it was a lot of fun trying weed. And I don't have any regrets about ever trying it or continuously smoking it after that, I ended up thanking my friends for the peer pressure. Later on that day, I went home and I confessed to my mom that I had tried pot, as she would have called it back then. She looked at me in the eyes and said, well, and I said, well, but she said, well, did you like it? I immediately took that as a trick question. I didn't want to lie to my mom. And I thought I was already being a good kid by just telling her that I tried marijuana. But I knew that if I told her that I absolutely loved it, that she was going to try to stop me from using marijuana. Because like I said, I was only 15 years old. I should have probably been honest with her. But, you know teenagers I guess <laughs> sorry mom <laughs> but now I'm about to turn 35 and as much as I love smoking weed I've made the executive decision to give it up for a while 
but it hasn't been easy at all. I've been having crazy withdrawals, you guys, like headaches and irritability, a little bit of anxiety, not too much anxiety. Luckily, I'm not feeling depressed. Um, the worst thing for me is the disruption in my comfortability to not only fall asleep, but like sleep peacefully. My dreams have been tremendously lucid and deranged. Experiencing heavy dreaming isn't new to me. I've always thought that my subconscious is uniquely hyperactive and interesting because I remember so much about my dreams when I wake up, like every day. Sometimes depending on the type of dream, I would wake up feeling drained, like an apocalyptic dream where I'm running around trying to save the world. It's also strange to me that during my awake state, I'll have random flashbacks of these dreams all throughout the day. I used to think weed helped with diluting some of these major dream energy experiences, but I found that I'm much happier to just embrace them. I've also downloaded a dream diary app and I've been logging them down, which has been kind of fun to look back on. I know some people never remember their dreams, but if you're like me... I feel like it's a gift and we just have to have a better understanding on how to use our dreams. I've noticed too that when I'm trying to detox and I'm fighting urges and cravings, my dream world is an escape from all of it. I get so high in my dreams. It's like there's endless supplies of funsies in the astral realm and I always seem to help myself to them. <laughs> As crazy as my dreams are when I'm not smoking weed, I feel like I'm kind of blessed in a sense that I can remember my dreams and kind of go into that astral realm and cut loose and have a good time and wake up feeling like I still get to have some fun, but then in this reality, I can still focus on keeping myself clean and healthy so that I can reach that higher state of mind and be productive. I've actually been feeling pretty empowered by taking control of my life and creating airway for healthier habits I know will become the foundation to designing a brighter future for myself. And I've been doing a lot better at tackling my goals, knowing where my keys are, and most importantly, remembering to feed my dog. I'm just kidding. I always know where my keys are. <laughs> Anyways, I've reached out to a few people on advice to handling the side effects to quitting cold turkey, and I've received some great insight that's been working for me. I already had a pretty healthy diet, but not having the munchies all the time has helped me with fighting my sweet tooth cravings and overeating issues. I love eating when I'm high. But also, I've been drinking tons of water and staying hydrated has definitely helped. Going running sober was a challenge mentally, but it's actually been easier on my lungs and better off for fighting the allergies due to high pollen activity during this time. And my stamina has increased. Woohoo! <laughs> I've had pretty bad fatigue the first three days. And so I allowed myself to get plenty of sleep. I'm talking 14 hours in one day. Ah, that felt so good. Also, 
Meditation has helped tremendously with the agitation, and I've been learning some quick breathing exercises to help me focus on being in the moment and remembering to take this one hour at a time. For instance, this one is awesome. Shall you ever find yourself sobering up with me? Thank you to an anonymous Facebook friend. She told me to breathe in deep through the nose to a count of three, making sure I breathe in from the diaphragm. Then hold the breath to a count of 12, then release all the airway slowly through the mouth to a count of six. And that's it. Although I've been fighting the little voice in my head to just give in all day, I feel super proud of myself for choosing to not do so. And I'm definitely getting to that much more clear vision and healthier mindset that I've been aiming for. However, I imagine this is not the end of my relationship with marijuana forever, as it is essential sometimes to my creative process while working on my other passion projects, such as creating art, writing song lyrics, and joke writing. Also, I'm huge on boycotting pharmaceuticals, so if there's ever a need to resort to weed for pain, I will not hesitate, but I will for sure be reintroducing it back into my life slowly in a responsible fashion that is aligned with my authentic self and sufficiency. Having that said, if you are ever in Las Vegas and you're looking for a super chill, low-key, decent price dispensary with amazing vibes from the staff, I highly suggest Inyo on South Maryland Parkway. That's I-N-Y-O. It's right beside Smith's. They give you 20% discount if you're a local, and I believe they do a happy hour discount for the first hour, if not two hours of operation. Inyo also introduced me to Troki. Trokies are amazing for fast-acting pain and symptom relief. They absorb directly into the bloodstream through the mucous membranes in the mouth. Yum. They actually look like Xanax bars, but they're made out of THC instead of poison. I took a piece of Troki um, last summer when I went to a day club pool party with my boyfriend and it put me in such a good mood that I was having so much fun just standing in the line outside the club waiting to get in which is crazy because I hate standing in lines so I definitely suggest taking trokey um, for pain and just an overall good mood just so you guys know I'm not getting paid to sponsor trokey or uh, send you to Inyo. I really just want to give you a little insight. So with all that being said, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. I also want to remind you guys to make sure you come back for the next episode. I will be talking about my experiences with having roommates here in Las Vegas. Um, very interesting stuff to talk about. So join me next week for that. But most importantly, stay healthy, stay happy. And if you choose to do so, stay high, my friends. And thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for listening.